Welcome everybody to my daily wrestling podcast. This is Darren, aka Mr. Dorse Fists. I'm here to give you all the news, reviews, previews for Raw Smackdown, NXT, and all of the wrestling world right now. Like I said, I'm here daily, so without any further ado, let's get into it because today's show is going to be a good one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Dorsefist Podcast. My name is Darren, as you well know. This is going to be the AEW review. Um, AEW and NXT both on last night. I watched them both again uh, at, at the same time. Um, very good show. Very good show, AEW. I've got one little minor gripe, which is not a gripe, but I suppose it's a little thing I've noticed about AEW lately. So, yeah, we'll get straight into it. It was the uh, Wednesday, the 12th of August edition of AEW on TNT. Um, we kicked off with um, the Young Bucks versus the Dark Order. Um, we noticed as well there's a few selected fans in the arena, all hand sanitized in separate. They're all at the, at the upper deck of the stadium. Um, I know one or two people who I follow online were there. They got invited somehow. They know people in the know. But, yeah, there, there were a few select fans. You couldn't really tell. Because AEW have always had a bit of select fans, but they made more of a deal of it this this week. Um, so yeah, we had um, the Young Bucks come out straight away. As soon as they strike their uh, muscle body pose and money pops out, they got attacked by the Dark Order. They didn't get attacked by their opponents, Evil Uno and Rich uh, Stuart Grayson. They got attacked by the three minions, 510 and whatever. But um, they took out um, Matt Jackson... It was a 2-1 handicap match for about five minutes. Uh, Nick Jackson against Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Very good back and forth. Very good back and forth match. Um, Matt Jackson got back in the match. There was um, a few flips over the top ropes. There was a few super kick parties, just like you do. Um, to be honest with you, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno did better this match than I thought they would. I think they controlled about 75% of this match. They done well. I don't think they get, they get the props they deserve. Um, they done very, very, very well in this match, to be honest with you. I wouldn't mind seeing these guys again. I remember watching them in Ring of Honor and some indies, they were called the, the Super Smash Brothers. And they they did fantastic then. So, yeah, I could do with more of this. Um, again, like I said, nice back and forth match. Um, now, this is what I mean when it comes to um, me not liking certain stuff about AEW. The match ended with a roll-up. Matt Jackson just about got the pin on Stu Grayson with a roll, uh, sorry, Evil Uno with a roll-up. Uh, Stuart Grayson just about missed the three-count. He attacked, you know, he went for the save on the three-count, but Matt Jackson got away with it. Like I said, I'm very, very, very surprised and shocked at how good Evil Uno and Stu Grayson were. They played the heels, they played the part, but unfortunately, they lost the match. All right. Now, in my opinion, it was the right time. It didn't go on for too less. It didn't go on for too long. It was just about right now the next match well all right let let, let, let me just <laughs> let me just say all right let, let you know let, let me just quickly say something before anything i noticed something during this show that i didn't notice before um <laughs> okay the reason why i'm taking my time because i i got it written down but i'm trying to find it oh yeah mjf is but mjf um, MJF, uh, MJF walks out of a room. He gets some gum from a, a guy who put it straight in his mouth. He walks down the hallway. Um, his security, the woman with him as well, one of his cabinet members apparently, she said, I got him to do that for you. He said, shut up. <laughs> Just do your job and not say anything. You're much better without yourself talking. 
one of the security guards tried walking in front of um, MJF to try and act cool, but MJF stuck his hand in, he pushed him back to so get out of my, my shot, basically. And I was like, I've seen that but before. I've seen that before. I know I sound stupid, but I was like, I've seen it before. When AEW took a break, I went on Twitter and somebody read my mind, a guy called Chan Man. If you will go follow him, the Chan Man, he's awesome. Um, yeah, Samoa Joe done it before when he's in NXT, he's a world champion. He came out of a locker room door. It was four security guards around him, and guess who one of them was? Yes, it was young MJF from 2016. <laughs> and he's he the one who, who got pushed out of the way like our security guard did. So it was very, that was bittersweet. It was very cleverly done. I knew I'd seen it before in the back of my head, and it was MJF who was actually the guy Samoa Joe pushed, and this time MJF pushed a guy. If you go find it, uh, look for the Chan Man's thing on, on to Twitter. It's on there. Fucking brilliant. Now... Then we had a mini thing when uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page were asked who their favorite tag team is. They said the the Young Bucks. Uh, well, actually, Kenny Omega did. He said they're the gods of wrestling. Mm. Okay. Uh, MJF. He came out. He wants to implore that MJF twenty twenty. He wants to run for for, for a, ch a champion, kind of like a presidential election kind of way. Um, he reckons John Moxley, the hashtag should be not my champion. Um, he, he wants to show some stats. We go to the polls and lit results reveal that MJF. Is at a plus five hundred percent, while Moxley is at a minus a thousand percent. Typical heel, typical bastard. MJF is a fucking brilliant heel. <clears throat> MJF said he may get a little emotional here. He won't throw our belief in our champion because the day is the day it dies. Dictator John Moxley would be here if he cared, but he's not. MJF is here though, and he will always be here. He's a man. He's man enough to admit that he must take part responsibility for John's absence. Dictator John Moxley may not be here because he's afraid of change and he's afraid of MJF. MJF understands, though, Dictator John Moxley is swimming in uncharted territory. He's never dealt with someone who was more talented than him since MJF cares more about us so much. He wants us to make sure John feels comfy enough to show up. Now, some stagehands actually going to help and move the, the podium and thinking, what's going on with you? MJF actually basically starfishes. He lies down on the red carpet in the ring. Basically, the camera zooms in on him, so like he's doing almost like a snow angel. And he says, he wonders if John is in his comfort zone now. Is this better? He didn't start this campaign to have a beef or to rebel against him whatsoever. And he's just here to make change. Well, I think you can guess what happened next. John Boxley's music hit. John Boxley normally comes through the, the, the stands, you know, in, in, in the arena. He kind of comes through the open stand, walk down the steps. He sends his bodyguard up, up, up there, uh, Wardlow. He sends one or two of his cronies up there as well to say John Moxley's going to come that way. And uh, John Moxley, the smart guy he is, he actually comes through the entrance for, for a change. He comes down, t takes out MJF from behind, throws him into his, into his podium, beats the crap out of him a little bit, and then he gives him the paradigm shift, which looked fucking nasty. He picked him up. His double-arm DDTs used to be double-arm DDTs, but this double-arm DDT, he picked him up, and I think he nearly broke the fuckfucker's neck. And MJF is holding his neck. And I know MJF, he's going to say something like, ban the paradigm shift DDT. He's going to say that. He's going to try and ban it. And when they do fight at um, All Out, that move may be banned or something. I can just see it happening. It's just... It's AEW's ways. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just AEW, do copy WWE. Actually, they don't copy WWE. Wrestling is wrestling, so everybody copies everybody. So I shouldn't really go ahead and say that. So John Moxley goes backstage, cuts a promo, says, if you think we are basically even MJF, we ain't. 
um, at all out, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. Basically, that, that, you know, that's basically it. All right, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, that was very good. Um, I enjoyed it. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, now, what I didn't like was how quick Moxley just took out MJF, because if MJF is a threat and he, he's a heel, Mo, um, Moxley had to have his payback on MJF, if that makes sense, like he had to get his payback and beat him up. But the way he done it, MJF was like a jobber, you know, like a, like, like a nobody. I thought he would have got a few punches in, I thought they would have made him you know, hit back or outsmart him or, or run away. But no, it was all Moxley. So, in seeing that happening, if next week MJF gets his retribution and the week after Moxley does, I think MJF may win the world title off John Moxley. That's what my thought is because that's how they book it. That's how they normally book things. If you get the best of someone before, say Samoa Joe gets the best of Randy Orton on the Raw before SummerSlam. Nine times out of ten, Randy Orton wins at SummerSlam. It's like, who's got the advantage? If that makes sense. So I really, really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I did. I, I enjoyed it, but it confused me just a little bit. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, so what normally happens, like I said, I normally do NXT and AEW on the same review, but... What I've decided to actually go ahead and do is do two, two, two separate ones. All right. So, you know, NXT one is coming out second. I do an AEW first. Um, so, yeah. So, it, it was very good. And, uh, yeah. So, up next. The reason why I'm stalling a little bit for you is because I normally write things down put them in order and my phone's frozen. It, sh it shouldn't freeze because it's stupid. Yeah. So, Moxley done that. We see a, uh, a replay of um, Sammy Guerrero's beat down of Matt Hardy last week and he threw the chair in his face and they realised that chair wasn't gimmicked. He threw the wrong one in Matt Hardy's face and Matt Hardy got busted open at about 13 stitches. He's got a massive scar clonk on his nut. Um, <laughs> you know, so in my opinion, you know, he got a bit of heat for that. Um, he picked up the wrong chair. He had to throw something to keep the segment going, otherwise he would look stupid. So he would have been damned if he didn't and damned if he did. But anyway, he basically says, um, you know, he, he he comes out with cards saying, Matt, poor Matt Hardy, boo-hoo, see you soon, you know, you're next week, blah, 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 blah. Matt Hardy is backstage being interviewed um, with his head. Uh, you know, you can see the massive, massive scar, uh, a week fresh, all the blood. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to get Sammy Guevara, da, 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 da. and he, he's normal Matt Hardy, but then he morphed into, like, another version of himself, and then he's seen a guy walking past who looked like Sammy Guevara with a hat on. He beat the fuck into him, threw him against the, the, the roller shutters, and he realised then it was a referee. He realised he fucked up. They tried to make it look as if, like, Matt Hardy doesn't know what he's doing. He's mental. Maybe the cut on his head is forcing him into do things, you know. He doesn't know what he's doing. Crazy Matt Hardy. So that's all I can uh, assume. Uh, Cody Rhodes come out. Now, this is what makes me think Cody Rhodes is slowly turning heel. He's been planting things every single match he's done since he started, where there's a stamping on the leg, the figure four leg lock. Small stuff, I notice. It matters. People don't always notice it. I'm not saying anybody else not notices it, but when I see Cody Rhodes, I've always said, Cody Rhodes is going to turn heel soon. He's stamping him. He's doing the figure four leg lock. He's leaning on for the five count. He's doing all the things a heel does, but he's still trying to act like a good guy. Everybody thinks, oh, he's just TNT tech, he's passionate about it, he'll do anything it takes. So they're trying to paint him in a picture where he is a good guy, he's a good guy, but he's doing some heel tactics to win and that's okay, he's still going to be a good guy. But trust me, 
he's still doing bad guy shit. The, one of the things that made me think that again this week, he brought out his wife, he brought out his brother, he brought out um, Cootie Marshall, who's a friend of the family. Cootie Marshall's girlfriend was here, Ali, and I was like, and Anne Anderson, and I was like, if you're a good guy, why the fuck do you need eight people out there with you? A pay-per-view is, I get it, because it's like a boxing thing, all your team comes to the ring. There's an episode of TNT, on Dynamite on TNT, I was like, what? And then, Corey Rhodes had Justin Roberts, the ring announcer, to say, introduce me as the Prince of Wrestling. No baby face says that. So he's putting heel elements in already. He's going to be heel soon. It's going to be the Four Horsemen. He's going to be Adam Page, Cody Rhodes, FTR, Arn Anderson. That's five before active wrestlers, Arn Anderson or Tully Blanchard as the manager. That's what I'm calling. Because years ago, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, you know, Ballard as well, so, sorry, Blanchard. Four horsemen in the WWE and then WA, well respected, so you can only guess they're going to re reform that soon with them. Um, back before match, King Scorpio Sky, he came out like a warrior. He dominated the first five minutes of the match. Back, I, I, I'll always say this back and forth, back and forth, same year, same lot of stuff. Through the uh, Coyos through, Scorpio Sky to the outside, Scorpio Sky took him out, jumped over the top rope like a fucking maniac, took out Cody Rhodes. Went back in the ring. Cody Rhodes and Scorpio Sky took a bit of an awkward fall outside the ring. It hurt Scorpio Sky's back. That, that was the angle for the rest of the match. Cody Rhodes worked on his back. Scorpio Sky couldn't do anything. Cody Rhodes gave Scorpio Sky a suplex off the top rope. But as soon as they landed, Scorpio Sky reversed it into a, into a roller pin, which I found pretty cool. But then he done sell the super top rope super superplex. So at the same time, it's a good move. But if you can't sell a top rope superplex, and turn into a small package. It's a good move, but you're not selling it. So that's a bit of the creativity I don't like. But it, it looked good. But they both got straight up after the, the superplex. So a non-selling move off a top rope move baffles me. But anyway, um, Cody Rhodes hits. No, um, Scorpio Sky hits his TKO for finisher. Pins Cody Rhodes. One, two, kick out. Cody Rhodes then hits his twisting neckbreaker, the crossroads. Uh, one, two, kick out. I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be fucking good. Cody Rhodes again does the crossroads again. Manages to get the one, two, three on Scorpio Sky. Very good match. Three and a half, 3.5 out of five, I'd say. Really good entertaining match. Um, I wish I could do it more better by commentating on it better. Um, when the referee counted three, um, for the three, Scorpio Sky kicked his leg a bit to try and kick out, but he didn't. I like that. Just goes to show he had, a, he had a little bit left in him, but he couldn't quite get, get it done. Um, Mike Kyoda, former WWE referee of 30 years, was on AEW. He got released on Black Wednesday on April the 15th with all the wrestlers where they cut a lot of people out. He was a referee for this match. Fantastic. Nice to see him back. Without being, I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a shot by arm. Looks like he's been eating a few sandwiches since he's uh, been on TV since. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, we then see him backstage, getting interviewed by, I forget his name, Sammy Ramirez, saying, how would you like to be in AEW? How would you, you know, da, da, da. he said, it's nice to work here, it's nice to be back in a wrestling ring from the, you know, he's been working WWE for 30 years, I bet it's strange being in another company. Chris Jericho pops up, says, hiya, remember me? i done you a favour years ago, I kept you in your job because you, you messed up back in WWE. I, I remember I, I kept your job or something like that. And Mike was like, yeah, thank you for that. 
And because of course it's fine tonight in my match with Orange Cassidy. When the time comes, I want you to call it right down the middle and, and he winks at him. So he basically wants Mike Hewlett to screw over Orange Cassidy. He's got him in his pocket. Mike, Mike Hewlett's like, no, basically. <laughs> so and, uh, anyway, <clears throat> that was a pretty funny segment. Um, now, we... Hang on. When um, Cody Rhodes won his match, by the way, uh, Luke Harper, a.k.a. What, what, what's his name in this? Bro Brody Lee. When Brody Lee actually... Sorry, I'm out of breath a bit. Cody Lee appears on the screen, told Cody Rhodes he wants a shot at his TNT title. He's got the old TNT title, which was unfinished. Cody Rhodes on TNT... I can't say TNT. On Dynamite on AEW. He brought out the new belt. It's basically gold and silver. Um, they didn't finish it because of coronavirus. But this week was a proper full belt. Broadly said, you know, when I beat you, you can have this old crabby title back and, I, and I'll have yours. The new one, which I thought was pretty cool. So next week, AEW is not on next Wednesday. It's on next Saturday because the NBA finals or something or playoffs or something like that. So, yeah. Right. Then, so that's, that's, so that's been booked. Then we had Hangman, Page and Kenny Omega versus Jurassic Express. Um... Right, we have Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against Omega and Page. Really good back and forth match. Bit clumsy in, in, in places. Mark will stunt the little guy. Luchasaurus threw him in, into Hangman and Omega. Omega was coming across as a bad guy in this match. Again, he was coming across a bit heelish. Um, didn't like it much. I don't like because they were teasing Adam Page turning before, see? Not Kenny Omega, but now they sent the like. They've like switched it. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, this is this is very rude, but I got about ten notifications come through on my phone, so I do apologise. And you know, I've lost everything as well. Here we go. Sorry, very unprofessional. Sorry, I'm having I'm having technical issues at the moment. I do apologise. So yeah, back, back of a match, Kenny Omega plays the heel in this match. I don't know why they'd make him the heel. I thought Adam Page was going to be the heel, but it looked like they swapped dynamics. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, is Matthew Perry's son. Not the one of friends, the other Matt, Matt, Matthew Perry. He who, who passed away last year, I think it was, or two years ago. And he's, he's a bit smaller. He's a very small guy. Luchasaurus is like a big dinosaur guy in green. Back of a match, fantastic. You had spin kicks. Spin kicks from Luchasaurus, who's like seven foot tall. We had double choke slams, choke slams, top rope splashes. We had everything in this match. Um, it was one spot where Marco Stunt got involved again. Can you make him on the outside? He dragon suplexed him. He snapped dragon suplexed Marco Stunt on the outside, which is nasty. Jungle Boy jumped through the ropes. Omega caught him. Snap dragon suplex again. So that's what actually happened there. Um, and then they hit the last call on Jungle Boy, who I knew was going to take the pin because Luchasaurus is seven foot and he won't be able to take a move much. So they got pinned one, two, three. Kenny Omega looks like a badass already. He's a heel. I don't know if I like it yet. He is going back to his cleaner gimmick in New Japan, which I like. But I was expecting Adam Page to be the heel in this one. So very good, pardon me, very good switch up. Um, let's have a look. Yeah, the, the Santana and Ortiz were backstage. They took the best friends' luggage or their mother's luggage because last week they destroyed the, their mother's car. 
Uh, this week they destroyed their mother's luggage. They kept bleach over it in the showers. Basically wet it in the shower. Because <laughs> you can't beat wet clothes and bleach clothes, you nasty bastards. And they said they were coming for best friends. Looks like that food can continue in. Pretty damn good. Now, we have Tag Team Appreciation Night tonight. It was FTR, which is AKA the old revival from WWE. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard. And the old Rock and Roll, uh, Rock and Roll Express. They were all in the ring saying, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing. The veterans was thanking the young guys. The young guys were thanking the veterans. It all went nice. It all went la dee la dee da And then Tully Blanchard took the mic and said, look, it's nice for all, yeah, but at the end of the day, this is a lot of shit. FTR, you am going to attack him gold on you. Young Bucks, you am going to attack him gold on you. So this is all for fucking nothing, basically. All right. And Arn Anderson was like, whoa, calm down. And Teddy Brown said, Arn Anderson, look, Arn Anderson, last year you cost my guy a match. I am forgotten. We may have tagged up before, but this is bullshit. Arn Anderson is like, whoa. <laughs> you know, okay. And Sean Spears started walk, walk, walking through the, walking down the ramp. He's like, right, I've had enough of this. I, I'm going. He left. Um, the Midnight Express were trying to calm down Tully Blanchard. He pushed Tully Blanchard into the Midnight Express. They bumped into the revival. Scott Dawson fell on the floor, said he hurt his knee from last week because he has a knee issue. They were like that. Everybody was concentrating on the Young Bucks. Sorry, my phone is frozen again. I apologise for this, guys. My phone is acting like a, a gimp today. Yeah, they pushed them. Uh, the rival, um, seeing the Midnight Express, but in, on the inside of the ring, the Young Bucks are trying to get Tully and Arn pushed back to the back. Scott Dawson takes off his knee brace, and him, 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 him and Dash Wilder... They just beat the fucking the Midnight Express. Now, these guys are like 70 years of age. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They beat the crap into them. And obviously, with, with the Young Bucks trying to get Sean Spears and Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard the ring to, 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 to break, break, break it all up, up on that, they spiked Pile Driver in as well. They spiked Drive the blonde guy. I can't remember his name. Ricky Morton. They spiked Pile Driver in. They, it's basically top rope bank, super Pile Driver on Ricky Morton. And I was like, fuck, he's, 70, he's, he's in his mid 70s. Shit, so they got heat for that. The Young Bucks turned around, seen what happened. So the FDR turned bad guys. They've always been bad guys. They came to be as good, good guys, but you knew they were going to turn because they're naturally bad guys anyway. So I didn't fall for the shit anyway. I knew they were going to turn heel soon. But uh, yeah, that's basically it. So FTR, and you can kind of guess the Young Bucks are going to have a few right now. A match, that's going to be a 10-star match anyway. It's going to be fucking brilliant. Nice. It was nice. It was good. The way they, they, they done it was good. But one thing me, Arn Anson wanted to leave as soon as everything kicked off. So I'm assuming he's with the FTR. He's with them. He left very conveniently before all, all, all the scuffle started. And Sean Spears came out, the wrestler, to try and, you know, scare Arn, Arn away. I think it's going to be Arn, FTR, Cody and Hangman Page. That's what I think. You know, that's, that's what I think. So, I, I don't know. So, after that finish, we went um, backstage and a, a Karo Shida, 
Uh, she's the World Women's Champion for AEW. She basically said, I want to fight someone tonight. She goes to the ring. It's a jobber, Heather Monroe. I thought she could fight somebody big to make herself look good before All Out and start her food. That didn't happen. She fought a nobody. She beat in like two and a half minutes with a stref. Stretch muffler, the big E used about two weeks ago, but her vision was different. She put the leg around her head and she actually yanked Heather Monroe's arm. She almost, she, she, she bent it like a pretzel, basically. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, sorry, this sound keeps going on my phone. So she beats her and she gets into the room saying, I want to fight someone again. So again, next week we might find out who a contender is. A bit weird, two minutes of women on TV. I don't really like that. And basically that, that was it. That's basically it. Um, then they showed what's going on next week. FTR fighting in private, private party. The Elite are fighting the Dark Order in an eight-man match. Cody versus Bro Body Leaf for the TNT Championship. And Darby Allen is in action. And the, 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 the finals of the Women's Tag Team Tournament Cup uh, is the, 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 the main event. I, you know, so, 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 so far, I, I actually enjoyed it. It's been a good episode so far. And then we get Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy. Now, when I mentioned at the start of this episode what's going to happen... This is what I thought was fucking weird. This match, without spoilers yet, was the exact same match they had about three weeks ago. Now, that's why I didn't like it as much. It was pretty good. Last week, the match three weeks ago was pretty good. But at the end of the day, I don't know. It was the exact same match, practically move for move. And I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. And it, I got invested in one near fall. We turned it into walls at, uh, uh, at Jericho. Sorry, not near fall. It's a submission. And then he rolled him up. I knew Cassidy would win with the roller because that's really got a f finishing move, really. Cassidy basically rolls Jericho up. One, two, three. He kicks out the cold breaker. He kicks out. He went. He, um, Jericho missed the Judas effect, the spinning back elbow. Cassidy basically ro rolled him up. It's the same match. Basically, go watch a match from three weeks ago and watch this. I was a bit miffed in a way because AEW was pretty good up until this. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. AEW, uh, Chris Jericho sort of a fit after the match. They showed it an extra on TNT because they went off a smack on time. But. Um, He's throwing things around ringside, throwing chairs, going mad. That's why Chris Jericho's second loss since he's been in AEW. He lost against John Moxley and Orange Cassidy. So losing twice in a year and a half is not bad at all. So yeah, that was this week's AEW. Very good. The main event was predictable because I've seen it before. You know, Orange Cassidy gets the win. They probably fight against each other at All Out in September. It's 1-1 one -one at the moment. They probably have a st stipulation match, like an orange jacket on a pole match or whatever. Because if Orange Cassidy lost this match, you had to pay Chris Jericho seven grand for ruining his fucking top. Just buy a new fucking top, Jericho. This is the way it is, isn't it? But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed JR, Taz and Tony Schiavone and Comedy this week. It was very, very good. Normally they're a bit clueless, but this week they were very, very good. But yeah, overall, AEW, I give it a 7.8. Yes, that's random, but a 7.8 is getting from, from me. Basically. So, yep. 7.8. Fantastic. So, that's it, everybody, for this week's of AEW. I apologise about the sound issues. It cut it out all the time and my phone not working. All I can do is apologise for that. I enjoyed it. 7.8 out of 10. Not bad. Looking forward to all they do on next Saturday's uh, Reavertise show. Anyway, that's Mr. me, Mr. Dorsfist from now. Take care of yourselves and each other. Wash your hands. And I love you all. Bye-bye.